Ernest, what's up? Look, I want to put you on to something that's been making waves in the personal finance world. If you've been relying on Mint to manage your finances, I got some news that might startle you at first. Mint is no more. But hold on, because every cloud has its silver lining. And in this case, that lining is Monarch Money. For those of us searching for a robust, user-friendly alternative, Monarch Money is stepping up to the plate. And from personal experience, it's hitting a home run. Let's get personal for a moment. Managing finances can be a maze of confusion, stress, and time consumption. Believe me, I've been there, jumping from one finance app to another, hoping to find that one platform that simplifies everything. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design transformed my approach to managing finances. What truly sets Monarch apart for me, though, is its collaboration feature. With money being a top Discord trigger for many couples, the ability to seamlessly manage finances with my wife has been a game changer. No extra costs, just shared goals and clarity. But Monarch isn't just about managing your current finances, it's about building your future. Saving for that dream house, your wedding, or a once in a lifetime vacation becomes not just a possibility, but a reality with Monarch's intuitive tools. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal held it as the best app for savings growth. Monarch Money represents the next evolution in personal finance apps. It's an ad-free haven where your experience is the priority, constantly refined based on real user feedback. It's everything we've been asking for, intuitive, powerful, and relentlessly focused on user satisfaction. Now, for a bit more practicality, Monarch makes transitioning from Mint a breeze ensuring you can bring all your tags and categories with you. It's intuitive design, customization options, and commitment to privacy and an ad-free experience make it stand out in the sea of competitors. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash leisure. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash leisure for your extended 30-day free trial. Earners, what's up? Look, I want to give y'all a little peek behind the curtain of producing Earn Your Leisure. It's a lot more than just sitting down and chatting. It involves meticulous planning, recording, editing, and then promoting each episode to ensure it reaches all of you. And if you picked up any of our merch, then you know there's a whole extra layer of logistics from inventory management to shipping. Running a podcast is like running a small business. And speaking of business, I know many of you entrepreneurs are involved in e-commerce. You understand how crucial it is to streamline operations and cut costs wherever possible. That's why I want to talk to you about ShipStation, the multi-carrier shipping solution that integrates seamlessly with all your online sales channels. It's all about optimizing your shipping, connecting with expert partners, and freeing up more of your time to focus on scaling your business. Now let's talk about our experience with ShipStation. This tool has been a game changer for us, especially with automating routine tasks. Being able to manage everything from one dashboard and print shipping labels with just a click, absolute lifesavers. Plus, the discounts we get on shipping costs are incredible. Honestly, it feels like we're saving thousands. And as our show and merch sales have grown, ShipStation's robust automation and reporting features have helped us keep up without missing a beat. For those of you who get overwhelmed by order volumes, ShipStation's easy-to-use dashboard is a dream come true. You can import orders from any sales channel, apply shipping preferences automatically, and handle customer service issues right there. 
Not to mention the savings with up to 89% off carrier rates like UPS, DHL Express, and USPS. It's no wonder over 130,000 companies stick with ShipStation long-term. So, are you ready to turn your shipping challenges into growth opportunities? Head over to ShipStation.com and use promo code EARN for a free 60-day trial. Again, that's ShipStation.com, promo code EARN. Start streamlining your shipping and scaling your business today. Apple has beat earnings last week. Yes. Um, what does it mean for the stock market overall? Mm-hmm. And what does it mean for the economy? I'm sure Tim Cook's primary bedroom looks amazing. <laughs> it's primary office. <laughs> for real. Uh, shout out to Tim Cook and everyone at Apple. Um, revenue was at $94.8 billion versus $92.6, which was expected. Yes. And then iPhone was at $51.3 billion versus $48.9. Yeah. Now, they adjusted guidance and revenue because we're in a softer economy. I get that. Yes. But it goes to, sh- like, I mean, just on revenue alone, they made $94.8 billion. So if you're looking, should I invest Apple versus another company you have to invest in the companies that are making the most cash so write this down whoever has the most revenue should be in your consideration for what's in your portfolio so even there on a, on the iphone side they did 51.3 billion in a quarter yes which is bigger than most companies will do in a year and that helped the the earnings absolutely right. that's super because i mean they weren't expecting the iphone to have any increase this quarter absolutely the fact that it went up two percent was like all right great this is incredible so yeah can i run them down Go ahead. because we, when we talk about the verticals a lot of people just think apple they might think there's just the macbook or it's just the, the phone or the so iPad, let, let, let's yeah. go down all the verticals and we'll just we'll just say that the money that was made so you said iphone the revenue was up 51 billion 51.3 billion uh, Wall Street expected it to be at 48. So that was a plus. The MacBook, it actually went down. This was this was something mm-hmm. that we'll talk about. 7.7 billion versus 7.8 billion. Uh, the iPad also went down in revenue, 60, uh, 6.67 billion uh, as opposed to the 6.69. And then the other revenue from um, the products. So we had 8.7 billion uh, as opposed to 8.43, which was expected. And then the services. Mm-hmm. So services is is crazy because you think about it yeah you got uh apple music but one of the biggest things is the, is the the deal that they have with google yep to be the number one search engine on and we talked about this <laughs> what last week and the not beefing you would think apple and google are competitors they're technically uh, apple microsoft and google are like a soft monopoly that operates together it i mean 20 billion 20 almost 21 billion in the quarter just from the services alone mm-hmm. just think about that yeah just just having a partnership or having a deal with a company that's doing has a product that you're saying this could help us in our businesses yeah. obviously the app stores inside of that as well but 20 billion just in services yeah so you have all these verticals now if you look at it if the earnings all of those have went down yeah. except for the iphone yep. and apple still doesn't give future guidance they haven't done it for the past two very years. smart they haven't the client. yeah you don't know what to expect but we do know that growth is exponential each year and we know that a new product is coming everybody's waiting for june 5th or june 7th yeah. for the date to for them to announce so i mean when Buff, when buffett says this is the greatest company we've ever seen i haven't seen anything like it this is it's unprecedented man it's yeah. unprecedented and and they uh the board authorized 90 billion in share repurchases and dividends which is huge right when you buy back your shares it brings back the value to the um more shares and it 
the way they're doing this is just and if we look at coinbase in comparison uh when fred wilson was invested as a venture capitalist they sold everything off and then also the ceo brian armstrong and last time we here in miami i had a controversial take about coinbase mm -hmm. a year later and i've got it true yeah. uh shout out to everyone in the crypto space i love you all i don't want any smoke right i'm coming here in peace no podcasts or, or currency wars on my end but if you look a great sign if a company is doing well is if the companies are doing buybacks and if the executives there are holding on. I want, I want to run off some quick stats. Uh, so for Apple, one year or year to date, it's up 38%. Um, one year from today, it's been up 14%. Over the last month, up 7%. Uh, PE ratio is at 29, which is low, which is absolutely amazing. Market cap of $2.75 trillion. And... The percentage of floated shorts is 0.73%. So that tells you that no one thinks that this company is going to fall apart. Mm -hmm. Invest in the greatest company that's ever been publicly traded for the long term, and you will be okay. Once again, it goes back to investing being really simple if we stick to our principles. And I wish more companies were this well ran so we can have like a more diverse swath of companies to invest in. But they are clearly like the LeBron James of this or Devin Booker, which one is more efficient of this era, right? Either way, I love Dev, but I don't think Dev making it to the finals. But um, welcome to third take. <laughs> but this company is probably the most efficient rent. If I look at revenue point per employee, that's at 2.34 million. So if you can compare these stats and see versus Tesla, how well this is being ran, and Tim Cook and the entire team is incredibly focused. That's another thing at Berkshire. Mm -hmm. um, even when they mention Ajit and the person who's going to replace Buffett, they're not on social media. They don't eat up that much space. They're just head down, focused on running the company, and that's a metric and fun uh, the fundamentals that we have to focus on more, for sure, yeah, especially during a recession. I'm glad you brought up Coinbase. Brian Armstrong was in the news. He doubled down again, right, criticizing the SEC what he feels like is a loan attack on anti-crypto establishments, Great. him being the number one of it. And so from an investment standpoint, if, if people are looking at it, we kind of went over this two weeks ago when we were talking about we invest in U.S. companies. Mm -hmm. But if this U.S. company can't thrive here, he'll be forced to go international, Absolutely. which is going to lose some of the trust of some of the investors. Mm -hmm. So he's in a, it's in a tough space for him. Yeah. They should sell to JP Morgan. And I'm not here to cape for JP Morgan. <laughs> but it's add, like just add to the asset class with them. Listen, if if Jeez. the CEO of YouTube comes out and be like, hey, we don't want any black people to be like leading figures. Like, we gotta go to another, we gotta go to Twitch <laughs> or some like you have to make an adjustment. Now, if Gensler leaves and then the next SEC chair is crypto favorable, then I have a chance to thrive. But when you have a regulatory body basically saying we don't want you here and you get a Wells notice, and they won't tell you how to play within the lines, how do you have a competitive advantage? And I think Brian is a great CEO. I just think that the regulations won't allow them to thrive ever. You, you just brought up a great point, the Wells notice. You want to just tell people what the Wells notice is? I mean, the SEC is basically putting you on notice that you are doing some unscrupulous things, which I think is unfair. Mm -hmm. Like if you ever play basketball, you went to state and you're like, hey, these refs are not going to be in our favor. The Wells notice is like, you listen, you need to be one by 20 before we give you this title. Yeah. Right. So now they have a few days to reply. Of course, they're going to reply. They're going to fight back. But if and I, I found it interesting, even all like the staking rewards, when I saw the rollout of the Apple rewards card, it looked very similar to like what Cardano was doing. Mm. So I'm like, now, if I can give you all the APY returns and the safety of Apple, 
that allows them and apple has a great relationship with the government and the sec in the white house that kills the majority of mainstream who will never go to crypto ethereum bitcoin cardano and you can go there yeah. that's another attack that people aren't talking about enough while the sec is the direct attack the apple savings card being pushed to have one billion dollars in four days mm, 1.4 ridiculous that's a side yeah. attack as well yeah. so so the wells notice is almost like a subpoena for business yes right the sec says we've done an investigation the next steps are enforcement action is about to happen yeah and so they've been served with that if they get an enforcement action man it's, it's not good well yeah let's talk about that briefly too because apple definitely um we talked about the savings account mm -hmm. um a few weeks ago so now in the first four days uh they brought in one billion dollars mm -hmm. in deposits that's um, insane so yeah uh so the newly <laughs> launched savings account um they uh, yeah attracted nearly one billion dollars in deposits according to a forbes article mm -hmm. so um Was that three weeks ago I yeah. think so. so and yeah. for context, before First Republic went under, they had nineteen billion dollars. Yeah. And this and this and once again, this this is gonna be That's great context. Four point four point one five percent interest. Mm -hmm. Um and it's backed by Goldman Sachs. Yes. Um and it's 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 adding to Apple's growing financial services offerings. Yes. Um and it's for Apple users, Apple Pay users, yeah. I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, let's talk Apple card users, Apple, Apple card, card users. users. Yeah. So 1 billion in four in four days, where do you see the trajectory of this long term? Like what would be your out, your crystal ball for this particular product? I think five, 10 years from now, 10 years, or maybe even five, they should have $20 billion on it. Cause here's the thing. If we, if interest rates are slowly going up, um, FOMC, of course, raise a quarter, uh, of 1%. I think the rate that we'll need to get to before we top out is six and a half percent, which will crush the market, which is what they want to do because they want to slow spending and increase inflation. People in times of recessions or depressions, people are going to look for safety first. So like when countrywide went under in the last recession, it allowed Bank of America and JP Morgan to become the safer alternatives. Mm -hmm. Now with everyone using these phones and Apple build, building trust since the 1980s, if I have to bank between them and PNC, shout out to PNC, I love you guys. I've banked with you for a long time prior to going to Capital One, but I have more trust with Apple than I do any major bank. So, and I know there's some places you guys have highlighted in the comments where you can get a higher yield, but Apple has a higher trust score than Robinhood. Also, if I can get 25% or 30% return in the stock, why don't I just bank with Apple? Because the probability of Apple going under, they are literally the too big to fail. Mm -hmm. if, if the government has to pick between Apple and JP Morgan, Jamie Dimon will go work for Apple. So it's all about who is the safest entity and institution. And Apple is probably one of the largest of all time. I think in five or 10 years, they have $20 billion under management. And it's the funny part. This is like a side project for them. It's not a main focus at all. Right. We just spoke about the verticals. Yeah. Right? So we didn't even talk about financials. So like 20 billion, that would be on par with what we just said that they get from the services component. I mean, when you think about that type of money under management, where, where does that place it? Do we see it? Because we have the big four when we talk about mm -hmm. banks. Top 20? Top yeah, 15? Top 20. 
top 20. And, and Apple's so smart, they will never come in and be a direct competitor. They say, we just want to be an ally to assure the safety of the American citizens, to give some safety. And then I'm sure they have some preferred partners like Goldman that they'll work with mm-hmm. down the line. And then also then when they make the move into healthcare. So that may be another 20 to 40 billion. So if you get 20 billion under management here, 20 billion in services, if they announce that um, the glasses product, mm-hmm. amazing. Healthcare, that's another 20 billion. And now you're really in the biggest four sectors of all time. Yes, all under one umbrella. With great leadership, great management. So I don't know what would ever, like IBM lost its way. The thing that makes Apple unique, kind of like LeBron, deep into their 40 year, 50 year, because normally once the stock gets to like 30 years, they begin to taper off. They are continuing to find ways to innovate and scale into different industries, which are like Microsoft never could have been like a car manufacturer or like would anyone ever wanted to bank with Microsoft back in the day? No, absolutely not. So unfathomable from, from that standpoint, then it debunks the theory of companies having a 30 year run of dominance for most kinds. This is like an exception. This is, this is, the yeah, this it's is like if LeBron and Jordan was like, was one person, this is the outlier yeah, outlier for sure. But it goes to show how you should run a company a based on trust, delivering on returns, delivering on promises. Of mm-hmm. course, they've had some failed products, but they usually bounce back really well. Um, there's no stopping this company anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and kind of the question was like, what does it mean to the market? I remember when I we, I called you Wednesday. I yeah. Said, Look, if, and we spoke about our market money. Like, yeah. Like this is important outside of all the companies. This is the one. This is the one. And so when we saw uh, the iPhone beat what Wall Street was estimating and, and how the stock went up, I'm like, all right, great. That means at least Thursday and Friday, we're going to see some some mm-hmm. some positive days just because of the weighted impact that Apple has on the S&P. Mm-hmm. And, and from a lot of the ETFs, especially QQQ, and, and we talk about XLK all the time, but like the amount that is weighted on that company, yeah. it has a negative quarter. Yeah. We're in trouble. Yeah. It's going to affect everything. Yeah. Um, and a great part is like they're currently hunting for what will replace the iPhone. Like a couple analysts believe like in 10 years, the iPhone will kind of go the pathway of what the iPod went. For those of you who don't know, at one point, the number one driver of revenue for Apple was the iPod. Yes. And the iPhone came out and all the iterations from there. iPhone 15 should be coming out pretty soon. Yeah. Um, but they're, I don't know if it will be the glasses product, but they're looking for a revenue replacement for the iPhone. And if they do that, that will extend them another 10 or 15 years as well. So, yeah. And the reason a lot of from what they're saying that, you know, the numbers were down for the MacBook and the iPad is because with the comparison, you're comparing it year over year. Yeah. And so you're talking about a time when people were buying yep. computers at a different rate. They were buying uh, tablets at a different rate. Now opposed to this year where it's like, all right, they're not buying them at the same rate. Plus mm-hmm. there were some shortages, obviously with some pl- supply chain issues. And so that affects the numbers. So yeah, I, I think we'll see those numbers change over the next two to three quarters. But we saw it even now, like with the Airbus, that it, it almost looks like they're bringing the uh, iPod back, right? It has Absolutely. the new ones that have the screen on it. So, I mean, they're just going to keep innovating, man. Shout out to Apple. Uh, our portfolio looks great with them in it. One seventy three. Oh baby, <laughs> oh baby, buy the best. My graduates from my school being Forbes backdrop. Bag drop. <laughs> a mic drop. Bag drop. Bag drop.
take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.